Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. This is an English summary, a just in a translation of the Majlis of Hazrat Ma Kamru Zama Sahab Damat Barakatuhum, which took place on Tuesday, the 20th of Rajab, 1443, corresponding with the English date, 22nd of February, 2021, 2022. Hazrat Wala Damat Barakatuhum. Starts off by quoting the ayat of the Quran, Majid, "Waqada Rabbuka Allah Taabudu Illa Iyahu Wabilwalidaini Ihsana." Thereafter, Hazrat Wala goes on to say that the Mashayikh have licka have written that if the great men, the Rijal, the great men of Allah are not present, then take benefit from their books. Further on, Hazrat Wala goes on to say that Sheikh Abdul Haq Muhaddid Dalwi, rahimahullah, says that sometimes a person goes to the mashayikh and there is some type of a test due to which he cannot uh, benefit. He may see uh, this or that or the other due to which his this happens or his confidence is lost, etc. But this type of thing is never ever found in a kitab. You would find the kitab in front of you without the personality. His talim is in there, and a perf person uh, benefits. So, nevertheless, in this particular book, Hazrat Amar Khalid, in his book Islahul Qulub, mentions eight qualities: sincerity. Repentance, reliance on on Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, a servant's love for Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, Allah's love for His servant. Number six, the striving against the carnal self. Number seven, the path to paradise, and number eight, fear. We will go and quote extracts on the last of these qualities, meaning the fear. Of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Now the different levels of not having fear. To start off with, we speak about disobedience to parents. When we observed the disobedience to parents, we learnt that parents are crying, and they come to the reformers and the mentors. And complain about their children. A father is crying over his children. A highly respected person has cried on several occasions because of his children. The mother is crying because she is pained by what her daughter is doing. Whereas Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Waqada Rabbuka Allah Taabudu illa iyahu bilwalidain ihsana." Your sustainer has ordained that you do not worship but Him, and that you show kindness. To your parents, if one of them or both of them reach old age in your life, do not say to them "ach," nor scold them. Rather, speak to them with respect. Lower before them the wing of humility out of tenderness and say, "O oh my Rabb, O oh my Sustainer, show mercy to them as they reared me when I was small." Hazrat Mawlana Shah Wasiullah Sahab used to speak about parents. Sometimes, when a parent behaves 
and does such things which are unbecoming. We see that the effects of these things are so disastrous that you see the children, when they grow up, they carry out those same things which the wrongs which their parents had done once upon a time. Now transgressions of the tongue. Now look at the transgressions of the tongue and see how many permissible and impermissible things we utter. We will realize that we utter thousands of things if a person returns home at night and evaluates what he said for the day by placing in his mind all the good things which he said on one side and the evils which he uttered on the other side, he will see how many bad things he said during the day, how many lie, lies he must have spoken and how much of backbiting he must have engaged in either directly to someone over the phone or through other means in the same way how much of tail-bearing he must have occupied himself in. There are many people who, when they meet their friends, greet them with abusive words. For example, Oh you, son, and su son of such and such person, how are you? It is most unfortunate that our youngsters of today speak to their friends and associates in this way and consider it to be a friendly way of greeting. You will also realize that there are many impermissible things, yet we speak about them by day and night, whereas a hadith states that people will be flung upside down into the hellfire because of the transgressions of their tongues. Is there anyone who fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with regard to his tongue? Is there anyone who thinks and ponders before he utters anything? We say inappropriate things. Our conversations are haram. We speak lies, backbite, carry tales, humiliate people, mock and jest at them, criticize them, speak of useless things, speak about shameful things, utter vulgarities and so on. What is all this? Where are we? Where has our fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, where is or where has our fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with regard to our tongues gone to? Allahu Akbar. Now, with what Shaddan must, how, how he is speaking, very young person, Amr Khalid, we are quoting him. Anyway, he goes on and he speaks about the transgression of the eyes. We look at our eyes, where our eyes are moving to. There are many who commit another sin on account of the sin committed by the eyes. There are many who are grieved stricken because of the images which have taken control of their hearts. Because those images are haram. The person cannot make them a reality. It is totally unlawful for a man or a woman to look at filthy websites on the internet or similar channels over the television. Just look at where our eyes are leading us to. Where is Allah's fear 
In such a situation, our eyes are free and unfettered. They trample on the honor of others with abandonment. Weighs Allah's fear with regard to our eyes. I am not addressing you alone. The speaker is saying, Rather, I am addressing myself and want to stress to you that this topic of our discussion is extremely important. It is a topic of fear from which we are very far. We do things as though we have no fear whatsoever. Dear brothers, just look at our sisters, how they walk around in public without bothering about covering themselves. In fact, they provide opportunities to men to look at their physical features and attributes. Look at the women who are in parda. A considerable amount of their hair is exposed and their cloaks are tight-fitting. Are we observing the following instruction of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with regard to our gazes? Allah ta'ala says, وَقُلْ لِلْمُؤْمِنَاتِ يَغْضُدْنَ مِنْ أَبْصَارِهِنْ وَيَحْفَظْنَ فُرُوجَهُنْ Say to the believing woman to lower their gazes and to safeguard their private parts. Our youngsters have free reign over their eyes. And they do not consider the following order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the least. قُلْ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَغُضُّوا مِنْ أَبْصَارِهِمْ Say to the believers to lower their gazes. Now Hazrat Wala writes in the footnote here, comments, It is extremely sad and unfortunate that we find Muslim traders displaying images of women in their businesses. These images, mujassama, are then looked at by all Muslim men and women, even the religious ones. No one seems to be overcome by shame to abstain from this and speak out against it. Did Rasulullah not say, Al-haya'u shu'batum min al-iman, modesty is part of iman? We seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, you know, in the, in the past, we would find that amongst uh, the Arab, sometimes they would say that uh, photography, uh, fine, uh, let it pass, it is okay. But mujassama, the actual doll uh, that is put in the shop and clothes are put uh, around that doll, etc., the mujassama, like, that, like an idol there, uh, that is totally and completely prohibited. However, when I went to Bahrain and uh, other countries, uh, Middle Eastern countries, I found this year uh, present there more than we even have in our own countries. So, uh, what is actually happening? So, our hearts are our hearts filled with Allah's fear. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, ثُمَّ قَصَتْ قُلُوبُكُمْ مِنْ بَعْدِ ذَلِكَ فَهِيَ كَالْحِجَارَةِ أَوْ أَشَدُّ قَصْوَةِ Then your hearts become hard thereafter, so they become like rocks or even harder. وَإِنَّ مِنَ الْحِجَارَةِ لَمَا يَتَفَجَّرُ مِنْهُ الْأَنْهَارِ Of the rocks are those from which rivers flow. وَإِنَّ مِنْهَا لَمَا يَشَّقَّكُ فَيَخْرُجُ مِنْهُ الْمَاءِ Of them are those who split and water issues forth from them. 
And of them are those which fall down out of the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is not unaware of your deeds. Allah is not unaware of your deeds. We hear this verse. We perceive Allah's, Allah's uh, reprimand, but it does not create any fear in us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying to us that rocks are better than us. They have modesty while our hearts are covered with rust. Rocks fall out of Allah's fear while our hearts are not restless for a single moment out of Allah's fear. However, when we are afflicted by a tragedy, O misery, our hearts tremble. These rocks are far better than our hearts, which are not overcome by Allah's fear for a single moment of our lives. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَوَيْلٌ لِلْقَاسِيَةِ قُلُوبُهُمْ مِنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ So destruction to those whose hearts are hard against the remembrance of Allah. They are wandering in manifest error. In another ayah, Allah Ta'ala says, لَوْ أَنزَلْنَا هَذَا الْقُرْآنَ عَلَى جَبَلٍ لَرَأَيْتَهُ خَاشِعًا مُتَصَدِّعًا مِنْ خَشْيَةِ اللَّهِ وَتِلْكَ الْأَمْثَالُ نَضْرِبُهَا لِلنَّاسِ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ Had we revealed this Qur'an upon a mountain, you would have seen it humbled, rendered asunder, asunder by the fear of Allah. Such are the parables we set forth for the people so that they may ponder. My dear brothers, thousands of lectures and words of advice will not benefit for our Islam and rectification as long as our heart is not inclined towards the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states, Innama tundirul ladini yakshawna rabbahum bil ghaybi wa aqamus salah. You, O Muhammad, merely warn those who fear their sustainer without seeing him and establish salah. Meaning, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, merely warn those who fear their sustainer without seeing him. They fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they haven't seen him and they establish Salah, they establish Salah. So this sin is fire. Look at this, people can't tolerate others doing unbecoming things in their own house. And they say, this is my house. How do you dare do this? But how is it that we disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his house, in his earth, on his land? Allahu Akbar. Hazardwala is saying, when I went to UK, London, for the first time, I spoke on Haya. You know, when it, I, I, I went to Africa and I seen these huge mountains and huge forests and jungles. What can I tell you about just one leaf? When a leaf falls from the branch of that tree to the ground, do you actually know what why did it fall from that branch? How did it fall down? 
because it became negligent of the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This year is no elections and this is no ruler and subordinates. This year is another type of a rule. This is the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when one leaf becomes negligent of the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it falls down from that tree. When a, a, a fish becomes negligent of the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is then that it gets caught in the fisherman's net. You know, I think most probably, Hazrat Wala Damar Barakatum is saying that it is the waqi'ah and the incident of the noon misri rahimahullah. That... His father came on one occasion, they were there and they were catching fish etc. And the father pulled the nets and tried to see and he found no fish. And he said, but what's happening? Was no fish, uh, fish caught today? And Zunnun Misri, rahimahullah, says to his father that, Abba, father, I took all those fish and I took the net and that cage and I threw it, I turned it the other way around and they all escaped. I, meaning I let them go because I understood that a fish becomes negligent of the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and therefore comes into the fisherman's net and cage. And I did not want it to be such that we consume such fish for our food and nourishment. Perhaps we may also become negligent by eating this type of fish. Allahu Akbar. Sayyidina Musa alayhi salatu wasalam is en route to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. On the way, he passes by a boulder and a rock and this rock is weeping out of the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Musa alayhi salatu wasalam asks this rock, what is happening and what you crying? And he says, yes, I have heard that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made this decision that man and rock would become the fuel of the fire of hell. So I'm also from amongst the rock and I would become the fuel of the fire of hell. So can't you put my plea and my request in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I fear his punishment. Musa alayhi salatu wasalam goes on. He speaks to Allah. He's about to leave. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then reminds him in these words, Oh Musa, is there anything that you need to tell me that you have forgotten? And at that time, Musa alayhi salatu wasalam remembers. And he says that, Oh Allah, this was the incident. And he quotes the whole incident. And Allah ta'ala says to him, Go and say to this particular rock, that specific rock that it would be safe from the fire of Jahannam. Nevertheless, Musa alayhi salatu wasalam comes, gives that boulder and that rock, the message from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he continues. But after some time, Musa alayhi salatu wasalam passes yet again by that rock and finds it weeping. And he says, now what's this? You've been forgiven. You've been granted emancipation and freedom from the fire of hell. What makes you cry? He says, this rock says and replies to Musa salatu wasalam, that how would I leave this crying when it was due to the barakat of this crying that I was granted freedom and emancipation from the fire of Jahannam. So Firaq and Wisal. When a person is joined and he's there and when he's separated, look at the conditions and look at how much we learn from this particular uh, incident.
Now the difference between khashiyat and khawf, there's a difference between the two. The difference between khawf for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and khashiyat for Him. Khawf is a fleeing, is, is a feeling which causes one to flee, to tremble or to be fearful. This is beneficial sometimes. Khashiyat refers to a fear which is coupled with Allah's love, respect for Him and a feeling of awe towards Him. This explanation can be proven from the following verses. Allah Ta'ala says, وَأُزْلِفَتِ الْجَنَّةُ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ غَيْرَ بَعِيدٍ هَذَا مَا تُوْعَدُونَ لِكُلِّ أَوَّابٍ حَفِيظٍ مَنْ خَشِيَ الرَّحْمَانَ مَنْ خَشِيَ الرَّحْمَانَ بِالْغَيْبِ Paradise, Jannah, will be brought close to the righteous, not far off. This is what you have been promised. To everyone who remained penitent, kept remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who feared the merciful without seeing him and came with a penitent heart. Now what is the meaning of who feared the merciful man khashiyar rahmana man khashiyar rahmana bil ghaib who feared the merciful without seeing him. Now look at this here. What does he say? He says Ponder over it carefully. Allah Ta'ala could have said, Man khashiyar jabbara bil ghaib, the one who fears the omnipotent. Or, Man khashiyar qahara bil ghaib, the one who fears the subduer. Or, Man khashiyar qawiyya bil ghaib, the one who fears the powerful one. Instead, he said, Man khashiyar rahman abil ghaib, the one who feared the merciful without seeing him. The word merciful points to Allah's mercy. This shows that Allah's khashiyat is attached to his love. We went into some detail on the subject so we may acquire that thing through which khashiyat develops in our hearts. We see in the Quranic and prophetic style of expression that khashiyat is always attached to resurrection. This is a natural thing. This is why our entire discussion for today will be about resurrection, after which the development of khashiyat is inevitable. It is inevitable. Now think. Think of every moment of the day of Qiyamah. We have to think about every moment of the day of Qiyamah so that we can acquire khashiyat. When we ponder over things which created khashiyat in the heart, we will find that the most effective thing in this regard is the day of Qiyamah. Now Allah Ta'ala says, O people, fear your sustainer, for surely... The earthquake of the last hour is a mighty thing. The day when you behold it, every suckling mother will forget her, suckl her, her suckling and every pregnant woman will deliver her burden. And you will see the people intoxicated, yet they are not intoxicated, but the punishment of Allah is severe. Will we not fear Allah even after listening to this verse? Are we going 
to continue sinning or are we going to repent? Allah says, Yawma hadha yawmu la yantiqoon wa la yu'dhanu lahum fayatadirun. This is the day when they will not speak nor will they be permitted to offer excuses. Allahu Akbar. Now look at this. The one who is giving the zwa'as and the stalk is young, young in age. But just look at it, how he's putting it forward. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's. Now this is the asal was, Hazrat Wala is saying, that this is the, a genuine and true admonition. Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha says, and we learn this from the Ibarat and text in Hujjatullah al-Baligha, that in initial stages of Islam, so many ayat of Jannah were revealed that so much of yearning and thirst and quest for Jannah was created in the hearts. And so many ayat of Jahannam were revealed that fear gripped the hearts of people, so they stayed then away from sin. Now Allah's curse, think of how you will be interrogated before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He will speak to you. He will ask, did I not favor you? Did I not give you beauty? Did I not give you parents? And place love for you in their hearts, yet you disobeyed me? Did I not give you strength, but you used it for my disobedience? Oh you, you gave no importance to this meeting with me. Do you have no importance for me in your heart? You disregarded the fact that I was watching you in the world. Dear brothers, all these things will take place. Picture them and fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then think of how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say to you, O oh my servant, if there was no servitude in your heart and your heart was unmindful of me in the dunya, then read your book of deeds. You committed such and such actions on such and such day. If you were to read your sins before your father, you will be ashamed. What will your condition be when your book of deeds will be placed in your hands? Imagine your condition at that time. Also, think of the time when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say angrily, O oh my servant, get away from here. I am angry with you. I will neither forgive you nor accept anything from you. O oh angels, seize him. Seize him. The angels will carry out the order immediately. Countless angels will rush towards him and say, Allah has cursed the servant and is angry with him. How could he fight against his Lord by committing sins in the world? Can anyone picture this scene? We seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy. If you are a believer, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, O oh my servant, come near. Allah's effulgence will rain on you. He will say, O oh my servant, come close to me. He will place a veil over you and ask. Do you remember such, such sin? He will continue asking until the servant will be convinced 
that there is no escape for him. Allah Ta'ala will say, I had concealed your sins in the world. Today too, I have concealed your sins and uh, I am pardoning you. Oh, my servant, you may go. I will not disgrace you. I have pardoned you. Now just imagine your joy when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Go, I have pardoned you. I will not disgrace you. I have forgiven you. Picture the extent of your happiness when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Go, I have pardoned you. Do we still fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Is our khashiyat one of love, yearning and reverting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Or do we have khawf which instills us with terror, anxiety and causes us to flee from Him? The latter is not what Allah ta'ala wants from us. Allah ta'ala does not want khawf. Allah ta'ala wants khashiyat. Whenever Allah Ta'ala spoke about fear, He coupled it with mercy. Allah Ta'ala says, وَلِمَنْ خَافَ مَقَامَ رَبِّهِ جَنَّتَانِ The one who fears standing before his Rabb shall have two jannats. He shall have two orchards. Have you now understood the meaning of khashiyat? Allahu Akbar. So, we should keep in our minds Jannah so that the yearning for Jannah can increase in our hearts. We should keep in our minds Jahannam so that fear to commit sins will be increased in our hearts. So, the entire Quran is filled with Mention of Jannah and Jahannam. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam also feared. The awliya also feared. We should not be fearless. Understand that Jannah had been uh, decorated or what has been put on Jannah? Makari, difficulties. We will have to go under some difficulties and do this and that and the other so that we can gain Jannah. And Jahannam has been shrouded with passions and desires. You'll have to carry out your passions and desires and that will cause you to fall into uh, uh, Jahannam. Uh, nevertheless, Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta samiyul alim wa tub alayna innaka anta tawabur rahim bi hurmati sayyidin nabiyyil kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.